Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball from Monday, February 19th. Cousin Jared, we have opted out of some of these Monday shows. Mm-hmm. There are fewer interesting games. There's fewer interesting angles. There's things we could talk about uh, on some of these. And so we, we never want to come on here and just be like, here's a team. <laughs> that we have yeah. no idea anything about, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we've opted out of some of these shows, and then we had some football stuff and the Super Bowl, and so it's, you know, kind of some conflicts. But we, we've been thinking for many weeks now. Like every time that we haven't done one, we've been thinking about it, you know. And it's right. just the cards yeah. have not fallen in the right place. We're doing a show here. We're talking about one of the big games. There are a couple other interesting ones that we just think are priced right. But we are going to cover one of the bigger games of the night: Iowa State, Houston. Uh, it should be must see TV if you're a college basketball fan, and two other games. Um, one of which you definitely shouldn't watch, the other one, uh, yeah. you probably still shouldn't watch either way. Um, and of course, then we as always have more uh picks on Dub Club. Uh, a recap of last week because your last week was not good. Um, really know the way about it. Uh, you know, losing picks in the show, losing picks in the A grade totals, uh, losing picks in the play of the day, just not a good week. Um, you know, happens, it's, it's, yeah. And, and I was about to say, it. it does feel like it has been a while since we have come on here and just been like everything was bad. Um, you know, yeah, generally yeah. we've had you know good totals or sides were good when totals were down. This is the first week we've had in a while where it's just like, man, everything was just a little bit off last week. Yeah, yeah. We've like the A grade totals have been like mad, but like the plays that they crushed or yeah, yeah. the picks on show did great or something. Yeah, it was just this is maybe, maybe I don't know, months, I guess the first just truly bad week. You can see the season numbers. Season numbers are so good. Um, if you were, if, if you're looking at this, I, I mean, a couple things, you know, first off, we're all about transparency here. You know, we're not going to try to hide from our losses. We do lose. Uh, we get good variants. We get bad variants. We do about everything in the long run. Things go well. As you can see, we've had over a thousand a great totals on the season. Now we're wrapping up the season. We're getting down to the, to the end, but, but I think that's good enough long run to see, you know, that we're, we're doing pretty well up 21 units there on the season. Um, and so, you know, in the long run, it works out. You never know in any given day or any given week what's going to happen. There's no gambling hot streak. There's no the model seeing things well. There are changes and tweaks that I'm constantly making to the model to try to improve it. But there's, you know, there's no, you know, the roulette wheel hit red five times in a row. So, you know, it's due to be ready. It's hot on red. That's not a real thing. And, and you can see all these results on the website at the very bottom. There are links you can look back through and see all these results by daily and weekly. I have a bunch of tabs there. And, and, and it, it's completely random, the variance, the, the good and the bad luck. And and the overall trend is up, but the, the day-to-day, the week-to-week is bouncy. I say that to succinctly say, before we move into these picks, we've had weeks like this that have been terrible, and the next week has been just as bad. We've had weeks like this, and the next week's been fantastic. I You have no idea. There's, there's mm-hmm. you know, y- 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 there's no way to say, you know, we're due for a bounce back and there's no way to say uh, it's not because we've had a lot of times where the, the best weeks have been followed, have been coming on the heels of just when it looks just very meh, you know, yep. just not, not acceptable. Um, so, you know, just kind of is what it is, but uh, you know, it happened. Uh, thankfully we've, we were still doing all well the season and uh, we've got some time here to bounce back for the tournament, which will be nice, but we are nearing the end. We're going to be starting up conference tournaments uh, before we know it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, good good times ahead, March. March yeah, some, somehow. I, I feel like college basketball just started, yet here we are. Here we are into week 16, which will take us to uh, one of the more interesting games of the night, Iowa State and Houston. This Houston team, um, you know, according to some advanced metrics, number one in the country, according to sideline, number 
two. Uh, they were passed by UConn uh, earlier in the week, middle of the week, I believe, last week. Um, uh, Purdue was already down to number three after their lost Iowa State. They'll still be number three. They're not going to drop down. There's a big gap to four, um, but Houston's position number two is safe. Uh, Iowa State, according to sideline, number nine. I mean, we've been high on the Cyclones team all season yeah. long. We've been high on Houston all, all season long, too. I mean, these are two really good teams. And according to sideline, the two best defenses in the country. So mm-hmm. this is why this is must-see TV. According to sideline, the best game of the night. I, I think that's probably not really a, a, a tough case to make that it's the best game of the night. I think everyone would agree with that yeah. uh, for, for the most part here. I'm not, I'm not really uh, saying anything too controversial. Because uh, you were at Houston. Uh, yeah. for the Texas yeah. Houston game. See a little yeah. bit. We're going to be in the Cyclones here. Plus nine and a half model says Houston wins about, about, about an average of eight. A couple of reasons I like this pick. Obviously, I'd like 10, even better, that push protection on that number. But a couple of reasons I like this. Number one, once you get to nine and a half, you have a chance of the foul stop happening. Doesn't always happen. The bad variants we had last week. And I'm not saying we only lose because of bad variants. I'm just saying, you know, we have good variants. We have bad variants. It works both ways. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. One of the bad luck things we had last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, there was a total. We had an under where the team's fouling down 15 with a minute to go. And sometimes teams foul down a bit. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but at nine and a half, you have a chance that the team, that I was, it will stop fouling. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, at seven, eight, or nine, if it's there late. Because the main reason I like this play, and I haven't talked to you at all about this, so I'm curious your take since you were at that game, if you have any insights for us. Um, this is just a great spot, in my opinion, for Iowa State yep. back then because Houston always views Texas, everybody views Texas in the state of yep. Texas as a big yep. game. Everybody gets up for Texas. Yep. That was just a huge emotional everything. That's the only time they're going to play basketball with Texas moving to the SEC. I'm not saying that, like, you know, Houston's overlooking Iowa State, but it's like these are college kids. We see it all the time after a big game like that. Uh, it's hard to then figure it out the next game. I believe the football team did the exact same thing, played Texas really well in football. They actually lost that game versus mm-hmm. the basketball team, which won. The basketball team is better than the football team was. And yeah. then next week, I believe completely no showed and got thumped. And against Kansas uh, State, I think either Kansas or Kansas State, one of the Kansas schools. Yeah, what I, what I, mean, I think it was Kansas State. I think they beat them by like 40. And yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they had a whole week. And so I'm not saying that happens here because this Houston basketball team is really, really good. I don't take anything yeah. away from them. But I'm getting a lot of points in a situation that Iowa State, you know, is a sneaky good team. And with that defense, can keep it low scoring, keep it close. I'm taking the Cyclones plus nine and a half. According to the model, only C grade, not the biggest value because the differential between what you're getting with the model says isn't that big. But I think this is a great spot that the model doesn't quite understand the psychology aspect of it. It's only coded to look at the pure hard data. We're here to add the other stuff and the other stuff I think says Iowa State. What do you say, cousin Jared? Okay, so yes, you are one hundred one hundred percent correct in your analysis of that. This is a perfect spot for Iowa State at at that game on Saturday. C.J. Stroud was there. Andre <laughs> Ware was there. They were bringing out all of the big guns. The place was mm-hmm. packed. They set an attendance record, standing room only. Uh, great atmosphere. And they are going to have to come out and play with the exact same emotion that they did with that Texas game if they want to handily beat this Iowa State. 48 team. hours later. Yeah, uh, to your point, because Iowa State's defense is is really, really good. So I uh, completely agree with what you said about the spot. That's the first time that I've watched Houston in person. And somehow I think they are better than I thought they were. But I also <laughs> um, – feel less confident about them winning a national championship than I did before. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a team play tougher defense, force teams into bad shots, find ways to create turnovers 
the other team seemingly losing control of the ball for some unknown reason. Um, this Houston defense is really good. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what this Houston team can't do. Hit a free throw to save their life. Mm. Uh, that and I think that is going to be a big problem for them come March. And you know, obviously, a, a, a big problem in the Big Twelve in in general. So I like taking nine and a half here because we talked about free throws. If it does get down to a free throw situation, I have not much faith in Houston hitting those free throws. Now the problem is Iowa State, while a tad better than Houston shooting free throws, also not great. Um, so this could cut both ways. Um, well, I, I think that the, the, it's better to be this way of it because, you know, Iowa State could cost themselves points in the middle of the game. We saw them do that against Baylor. But mm-hmm. getting nine and a half, what we're talking about more is the end of game free throw stuff. If Iowa State struggles to put the game away with their end of game free throw shooting and they win by two or lose by two, we don't care, right? We're getting nine and a half points. So it's yep. not a concern for us uh, in yep. that regard. Yep. So I, I like getting the nine and a half here because of the spot. And if Houston is up late, they are just not great with with free throws. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this play as well. seems like just this is the kind of thing that you always have to keep in mind with college basketball yeah. is keep these spots in mind. And when you can get nine and a half points with a good team like Iowa State, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, Houston free throw shooting. Three hundred and twelfth in the country. Oh, I mean, that's and it feels that's like it feels like three hundred and twelfth. <laughs> like I mean, I am not a a. Uh, I never played basketball or anything. Sometimes they shoot it and just coming out of their hand. Yeah, just like, like you like that looks yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks off. So uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, great. Three hundred twelve is crazy. Houston is amazing, uh, yeah. but free throws are are a problem. Yeah, and uh, of course, they haven't lost a home game this year. I'm not expecting necessarily to lose this game. I'm just thinking there's a lot of ways they can win a tight one. Iowa State won the first game in Ames, and I expect a similar type of game. I don't think there is any magical, like, Houston can't play on the road or Houston, whatever. I think if there's anything to be concerned about Houston, the biggest concern about Houston, I think, is that their defense is so insanely good that it, if you are not at a certain talent level, it just completely suffocates you and you lose by 40. And if you're good, there's some sort of where it doesn't quite affect you as much. And yeah. so they're they, against the top teams. They don't quite get that extra domination factor that makes them seem like the best team in the country. When I think in reality, I think that's UConn. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, and that might hold against Iowa state here, but I don't think there's a home and road thing. I think you got, you're going to have a game just like last night. It was low scoring, Great defense, tight ball game. Houston might win by seven. Houston might win by three. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen here. And obviously, Houston might win by more. We talk a lot about, you know, if you're new here, you, you know, I want to just make sure we talk about this. We don't know what will happen in one game. In any one game, either one of these teams can get hot. If Houston's not hitting their shots, and Iowa State is, Iowa State's going to win this game handily. Yeah. If the other way around, Houston's going to win this game by 15, right? Handily yeah. as well. Anything can happen. These are two really good teams. But in general, there's just a lot of ways that either Iowa State ekes one out or Houston wins by single digits. There's a yeah. lot and, of ways it happens. And so yeah. the fact that we're getting minus 110 on plus one and a half seems crazy to me. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I was I was sitting next to a season ticket holder for, for Houston basketball. And uh, the team that he specifically brought up that he's most scared of is UConn. So it was mm. very funny that you referenced UConn there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no real comparable games for this for Houston at home. All of their tough games so far seemingly have been on the road. I guess mm-hmm. they played tech at home, but I think we're kind of seeing tech's not yeah. the greatest team in the world. Yeah. Uh, Kansas state has some flaws. This Texas team they played, they have some flaws as well. Like they have 
with the way the schedule play, they're not going to play everybody home and home, but um, they, they played at TCU. Who's a pretty good team. They played at Iowa state. They played at BYU uh, and they played at Kansas. So they, they've played a lot of the tougher games on the road. This is their first tough one at home. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll see how they handle it here. Uh, not to say that Houston can't cover just, uh, I think that nine and a half is just too much. If this was like seven, seven and a half, I'd be like, eh, you know, it's a great spot to back Iowa State, but I'm just not sure I'm getting enough points here. I think we're getting enough points in the model. It gives it a C grade, but personally, I think it should be played maybe a tad higher, maybe more like a B grade, because I think this is a great spot that the model cannot consider because I can't code in emotion and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> the model is just supposed to be a database thing. Yeah. Um, because this is the game of the day, here is the sneak preak of what you get on Dub Club for every single game, a little cheat sheet with uh, all sorts of information, predictions, team totals, et cetera, in chart form and in word form both. Uh, and that chart form, of course, it's all one big long chart with everything on it. If you want to pause and soak that in, you can uh, check that out with the predicted average score, et cetera, et cetera. And you get all of that on Dub Club. If you want to sign up, you can get $5 off your first month by using the promo code there on the screen in the show description. Take a picture of that QR code or just click the link in the show description. We'll send you there to save you a little bit of money on your first month and get all the extra benefits of the college basketball model, NHL model, and coming soon, it'll be back around to baseball. It'll be that time before you know it. Hmm. 8 p.m. Eastern Northwestern State at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Because uh, Jared, we're just doing the tour of uh, of Texas here. You know, yeah. you're living in the Houston area now. I grew up in Corpus Christi, so yeah. uh, you know, of course, I, I grew up at the, the university. Didn't have a Division One sports team for the most of the time that I was there. Yeah. Uh, it kind of became a thing uh, towards when I was leaving um, there and moving on with my own life. But uh, you know, Northwestern State is. I mean, the, the short, simple version of this is Northwestern State is really bad. Texas and Corpus Christi is solid. Uh, and made the tournament here, I believe, last year. Um, they've been, you know, kind of a top four-ish team in that conference for a little bit now. Always kind of respectable. Um, really good defense. And that's going to be the difference maker here. They've got by far the best unit on the court with their defense. But their offense is still better than anything else Northwestern State throws at them. Model says... Texas A&M Corpus Christi wins by an average 13 and a half points. We're like 10 and a half C grade. This is more of a C plus grade Lane 10 gets you to a B according to the model. So if you can shop around and find a 10, you want to do that and lay the 10, get you that B grade. Cousin Jared, what's your take on this one? One thing that I have noticed with uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi here is they, they, they play an average pace, but they seem to have more trouble with teams that that want to slow things down, and as bad as um, you know our, our friends Northwestern State here might be, uh, one thing that they don't necessarily try to do is, is slow it down. They play with an average pace, so I think that average pace combined with how bad Northwestern State is and how good this uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi defense is uh, will allow us to to cover this number. Corpus Christi, y- y- like they've. New Orleans, not a great team this year, uh, but but this Corpus Christi team has has lost to them. They've lost to McNeese, but I'm going to give everybody. Yeah, McNeese is good. Yeah, yeah, losing to they have actually lost to McNeese uh, twice, uh, and then they they lost to Nichols, who we know can get up and down the court and score some points. So uh, again, Northwestern State does not fall into the category of a team that Texas A&M Corpus Christi had has has had issues with at home. I, I, I like laying the ten and a half. Because you know, this may surprise you. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi against the spread this year, sixteen and four. Mm. That mm. seems incredible. Uh, I mean, there might be a reason that I picked this, even though it was a secret. 
Yeah, this is one of those things that we talk about all the time that the model gives out a prediction and a projection and a grade on every single pick. And sometimes we use the model. We we tend to tell people for the most part, it doesn't always hold. But in general, what we've kind of formulated around these parts is that the A grades are plays that you can for the most part blindly back. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you should every single case, but like in general the edge is smart is large enough that as a group they're going to work out for you but as you drop down the tiers it's kind of like look into it and see what it is and what you see and then we always talk about you know trying to figure out you know maybe which teams the model is a little too high on a little too low on it's a dangerous exercise but if you you know you follow it long enough you can kind of start seeing some of those trends no model's perfect it's built to do well overall and it's going to have some teams that it's a little bit high a little bit low on something like that so you can see something like this and kind of say hey the model kind of likes this but they've been doing really well that's a good recipe for backing them that this is a plus expected value play because in general you know we think we're going to hit it you know 55 ish percent of the time maybe upper 50s uh minus 110 that's going to be uh, a profitable venture for us so yep uh text in of course just by 10 and a half c grade pick but as we mentioned always shop around we recommend having a handful of books at your disposal and one of those books that you can add is bet us i always talk about them giving you a 125 percent first deposit bonus Lots of free bets. You can sign up and get that uh, promo with the link in the show description. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. And then we will wrap up the free pick show with Coppin State and Maryland Eastern Shore. Again, we are... Um, you should not watch this game. I'm not I, sure I'll be able to. to be is there any question that I had a hand in producing this show? There is no question. Um, <laughs> although to be fair, when we talk, we sometimes we get to the Monday slates and the Friday slates, and we're kind of like, does anybody have anything yeah. we like at all? Because yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just it's fewer games. Uh, but you know, you can see it on screen there. Maryland Eastern Shore has the 360th ranked offense according to sideline there are 362 teams Coppin state is one of the only two worst offenses I and mean, these are some terrible offenses um maryland Eastern shore doesn't really play overly slow but Coppin state does that produces a lot of low scoring games we're gonna go under 127 it's a b grade pick sideline at says an average of 122 points is what we should be looking at so the fact that we get all these winners in the 120s and that we only lose in the 120s 128 129 makes us for a pretty good investment. Cousin Jared, tell us more. I mean, I had to do a double take when I saw that Coppin State's offensive rating was all the way down to a 57. Uh, we are talking, I mean, they're keeping, they're keeping company with Mississippi Valley State down there, a team that we thought, you know, did they need basically their own tier because yeah, they were so bad this season? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Coppins right down there with them, and somehow Maryland the difference. Maryland, the difference is that Mississippi Valley State's defense is also, you know, very bad. Where Coppins yeah. defense is is not quite as terrible. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a big part of of this play. And then of course Maryland Eastern Shore somehow ten whole points better, but the next team. Yeah. <laughs> so these are two of the three worst offenses in college basketball going at it, and. Somehow, by comparison, both of these defenses are much better. The pace in this game, nothing really to write home about. It's going to be average. We have seen time and time again with Mississippi Valley State, especially uh, when they have played the faster-paced teams in the SWAC. Like, the offense is so bad that it really doesn't matter 
what the pace is and seemingly that bad offense is going to overcome everything that they will still be able to go under numbers that you would not think they would be able to go under. Uh, but they continue to impress us with their offensive ineptitude. So I think we're going to see the exact same thing from these two teams, just a level of offensive ineptitude that I literally may have not seen in college basketball. It's just, yeah, it's just a crazy matchup. And I mean, Mississippi Valley State's really, you know, in a class of their own as a team. And the fact that we're talking about Coppin State's offense in that same category is, is crazy. The other teams that end up with lower scoring games, when you look at the sideline ratings of offensive incompetency, are teams that play just at snail paces. You know, you have a team like Army who's got good on offense and plays really slow. Wagner, not good on offense, plays really slow, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, that's the kind of company that you've got with a, a team like Coppin State is, and theirs is obviously less pace based. Um, because their pace isn't fast, but it's not like as slow as a team like Wagner, who's really you know trying to take care of the ball. Of course, for Virginia as well, but Virginia you know has a reasonable offense. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, this is one of those where we, we constantly talk about the top college basketball, the offense being better, the game more like the NBA, NIL, keeping better talent, the COVID year, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the charge block rule, all those things. But we've talked all season that just has not really trickled down at the bottom. That doesn't mean these teams can't get hot, but in general, I like my chances that they don't get hot yeah, yeah. because at the bottom of college basketball, the offenses are just so bad. And the defenses, you can turn up the intensity, play a little bit harder. And that's why we see a lot of these um you know, it's really in the weaker conferences. It's really, unfortunately, in the in the SWAC, um, in this conference, which I've lost the name of it off the top of my head now, uh, and then the Patriot League is the other one I was thinking of, where you have these bottom conferences. The MEAC. Um, MEAC, yes, thank you. The MEAC. Um, you see it a little bit sometimes in the MAC as well, yeah, um, yeah. which is another weaker conference where it's like the kids can play harder on defense, and that's good because that's what they should be doing. And what it turns into is you end up with, you know, you'll randomly see like a 49 to 47 game, and you're like, wow, like. That's just not what you're seeing a lot, right. unless like Virginia's involved, and then Virginia's just like whatever. That's just what they're gonna do. Doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. So 127. That's just a lot of points. Uh, this feels like a first of 60 wins yep. type game. So under 127, be great pick model thinks low 120s, which wraps us up. There's our free show recap. We've got more picks coming on the other side of the outro music and slides. Some information if you're new around here. Some reminders of general practices and guidelines that we operate with here. Uh, but cousin Jared, until we take that break, do you have any parting words for the viewer? Uh, I, like I said, I sat next to a, a Houston season ticket holder at the basketball game. He also has football season tickets, so I may or may not be trying to find a way to get to a good Houston game mm. this coming season. So, yeah, I, I mean that sounds like a like a lot of fun for sure. Um, all right, that's all we got in for you here. Outro slides on your way. If you're with us on Dub Club, you've got a different link from everybody else, and you'll be able to watch us talk about the plays of the day and more after the break.